Hi there, my name is Alex Faust and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. So good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on what part of the world you are joining us from. I'm Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge, and very excited to be joined for the first time today by John DeJulius. Uh, and if you're not familiar with John and his work, he is redefining customer service today. He didn't just read the books on it. He actually wrote the books on customer service and organizations across the U.S., use his philosophies and systems for creating world-class service. John, welcome to Conversations at the Edge. Tell me something good, John. Ah, everything's great. Uh, spring is finally here uh, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. It's been consistent for the past uh, seven days, which is remarkable. Life is good. Everything is great. I like those glasses. But we're all here to learn uh, from you today, John, about the relationship economy, about customer service. So can we begin by just going through what is the relationship economy and how, how do you define that? Yeah, um, you know, it, it, the relationship economy is where the primary currency is the emotional connections made with others, right? Customers, employees, vendors that result in your organization becoming the brand uh, people can't live without. I don't want to say customers can't live without because, um, you know, it, it, it's about the great retention today. And we want to retain, uh, you know, clients as, as well as we want to retain team members. So, um, you know, the pendulum has swung so far over to high tech, no touch, um, that we're all starving to be recognized and, and the human interaction has become, you know, a, a very uh, valuable thing that, that are, are, you know, just genetically we need. Yeah. So what are you seeing as the biggest differentiators in customer service and experience that are making some companies really thrive in this environment and others struggle not only to, to retain customers, but retain their employees as well? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it, listen, you know, uh, leaders are getting younger, um, you know, over 40% of employees now work for a leader that's younger than them. And that's because of our reliance on, you know, the, the, the you know, digital um, uh, revolution. Um, but the, the problem with that is that, you, you, you know, younger, no fault of their own, um, don't have the inherent people skills that the previous generations took decades to create. And you can't microwave that, right? So, um, you know, that, 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 you know, the, the EQ and, and, and all those things are so vital to brand loyalty. Um, and, 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 and brand loyalty obviously takes care of the, the employees. You got to get to know your employees. The, the great resignation, you know, did wake us up as leaders, and realize that you know the the you know, there's human beings and and you know they're, they're obviously going through a lot pre-pandemic and then you know uh, coming out of the pandemic. So we have to build relationships. We have to know our people. We have to care for them. We have to train um, and 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 educate the whole person and and not just how productive and efficient can I make Alex 
for me and the company so we can be the most profitable. But, you know, people care about and, and have, you know, mental well, you know, wellness is, is huge today. And that is falling on, on, on companies like never before. There's a lot of new things that leaders never had to worry about before. Leading from a distance is a whole new skill set. And worrying about, you know, uh, people's well-being and giving them resources on how they can, you know, you know, be healthier, where to go when they're struggling. And then there's a whole nother gamut of, you know, there's people that are, aren't struggling from, from it, but someone in their family is. And so, you know, helping them with those things, you know, helping them with the, I call it the four F's, um, finance, um, fitness, uh, family. Thank you. And then uh, faith and faith could just be in that, the positivity that the world's not ending. It could be spiritual. It could be whatever. And, you know, so I, I think employer employers need to, you know, offer those as resources. Doesn't mean you have to have someone hired, but bringing in people, having, you know, Zoom calls of anybody's interested in buying their first home, whatever that may mean, that is what people really care about that their employer and their leader cares about them more than just, you know, a, a money-making uh, a, uh, you know, employee. That's great. Thank you. So you talk about in your course that there are three strategies to develop relationships with customers, clients, employees. Can you share what those three strategies are? Yeah. Uh, the first one, you know, if you want to dominate the relationship economy is, you know, use technology to perform basic tasks. That's great. Uh, which frees up your employees to focus on what's most important, right? Building those relationships that result in higher customer loyalty, retention, lifetime value, and job satisfaction, right? It, 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 you know, the, if the employee's part of the experience and they're able to build uh, relationships, they go home feeling better about their job. The second thing is building a culture that creates emotional connections with, with each other. And then, the, and which, you know, is, is, is much harder today with work from home that we can certainly uh, visit. And then that last thing is create relationship building training for new and existing employees, because I don't care what generation you're in, um, the older generations, We've, we're losing our, 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 our people skills. We have a decline in people skills because we've all been sucked in, even pre-pandemic, we've all been sucked into technology and, and you know, we have one 20th the human interactions we used to have. And then you have, you know, 30 and under um, at no fault of their own, our, our relationship disadvantage. They've only grown up in the touch screen age. So, um, you know, we, we got to make sure it's on the, it, it's not being taught at home. Um, it's not being taught at school. The best businesses um, are, are making relationship building part of their orientation and ongoing. I know in Insatiable Curiosity, you have this, the Ford method uh, yeah. that you use both at home and then in the workplace. So maybe we can start there and, and talk about what that is. Yeah. I mean, you know, having Insatiable Curiosity is, is, is uh, you know, dying to learn about others. Um, not only subjects that interest you, but, you know, subjects that are unfamiliar to you. Um, you know, you got to become like an investigative reporter. So I did a TED talk called Meet as Strangers, Leave as Friends. And I just really talk about, you know, there's no greater skill any of us could work at that will have a bigger impact in, in, in our personal and professional lives and the ability to build an instant rapport with, with others and be it a stranger, acquaintance, 
coworker, customer, whatever. And, and so I love to ask people, you know, um, who's really good at, at building an instant rapport with someone that you haven't seen in a while or have never met before? And everyone raises their hand and, and I, I, I call bullshit. And I, I say, you know, just because we bumped into each other at Starbucks this morning, or we were at a, a, a cocktail party last night and we spoke for 15 45 minutes, whatever it is, doesn't mean I built a relationship with you because I could have been talking about myself that entire time. And we're all genetically coded to be preoccupied with what's going on in, 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 in our lives. And that's an urge that we have to fight. So you might say, hey, John, what's up? How you doing? I'm like, oh, my God, you wouldn't believe, um, you know. My pl- my flight was canceled. My son got in trouble. My number one salesperson is, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I always say, here's how you prove to yourself. Here's how my employees proved to me. Here's how my three sons proved to me that they, you know, that they uh, built a relationship. In any but three minute or 30 minute conversation, you have to focus on the other person's four. And if, if you learn one or two or more of those of the four, you not only built a relationship, you own the relationship. Because to each and every one of us, our own four is what we geek out about, right? There's certain things out you don't want to ask me about, you'll regret asking me because I'm going to, you know, and what this is one of them, right? So four, family, right? Uh, the F stands for family. Are they married? Do they have kids? How old are their kids? What activities are their kids into? Oh, occupation. What do they do? How long they've been doing it? How did they get into that? What's their title? Who do they work for? R is a lot of people's hottest ones. It's, it's recreation, right? What people do with their evenings, free times, weekends is, is you know, where, where their passion a lot of time really lies, right? And then D is dreams, right? What, what, what's their dream? What's their encore career that they're working towards their bucket list, all those things. And there's a way to, you know, to bring this up casually. And, you know, it's not like a Ford checklist where I'm like, Alex, are you married? Do you have kids? It, you know, it, 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 it can be organically brought up in conversations and um, even in, you know, clients and, and, and people overshare. Someone might be calling to book an appointment today and they say, hey, I, you know, can I get in? And, 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 and you say, well, we're available Wednesday at three o'clock. And they might say, uh, no, my daughter's soccer team has a, a made it to districts. I can't do Wednesday, right? They're throwing Ford at you. And most people might duck and bob and weave away from that and say, all right, how about Thursday? Versus capturing that when she comes in on Thursday or Friday, we ask her, hey, how did your daughter do? And, and they can't, they have no idea how you know, right? So, or dog barking in the background or a kid crying in the background or what their uniform is or, or anything like that. So do you have, um, when you're working with, with clients or new prospects, do you have like goals around capturing that information? Because I, I could see, you know, naturally someone says, I have my kid's soccer game at three o'clock. That's a really nice way. But how do you do it when maybe they're not feeding it to you without having it off-putting or seem, you know, inauthentic? Yeah, yeah. So it all depends on, on the type of business. Every company we've ever worked with um, that has a CRM system, whether it's Salesforce or, or whatever, their, their, it might be their industry uh, um, um, CRM system, they've been able to um, um, customize a Ford field. 
right? And a lot of times, you know, if you're a B2B, you get that. You know, I know, you know, Alex is from Chicago, Illinois. You're, that, that's, you know, Ford, right? Hey, how is spring in, in, in Chicago? Like that impresses a client, it, you know, if, if that person is from that or their last order or anything like that. So anyone that can go into that. Um, I have Ford, uh, a lot of our clients have Ford documents um, right here to scribble. Even though we have it in our database, I have found out the hard way that if I'm updating it in like Salesforce uh, while we're talking, that means I'm about five to seven seconds behind. And five to second, five to seven seconds is 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 a lot. Meaning, I've totally done this. You know, I might, you know, I, you might be telling me that you're you're going to, you know, you went to the Bahamas last week, and so I'm typing it in. And, and then I'm on, the, you know, got any plans this weekend? And you might say, yeah, my wife's uh, aunt died and we have to go to the funeral. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Good for you. Right. Because I'm still typing in. So you don't want to go there. So you write little notes and then you update it later. But then you track it. You can't get it all the time. You know, not every interaction allows for it, but you can run reports. Um, like, you know, uh, you know, appointments today, people you had calls with, Zooms with, who, you know, did you update the Ford fields? And then you have contests. And just to make it a habit, Alex, you know, was, was you know, he had 20, you know, appointments this week, this month, and 18 of them, he updated to Ford fields, right? He wins, he wins the new iPad or the new, but it gets everyone focused and, 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 and doing it. Fear of interacting with others seems to be one of the challenges and how to overcome or change that mindset. How would you address that with a, with an employee? So fear of interacting with others. Um, yeah. You know, that, that, that's, that's a hard now. It all depends on if, if, you know, if they have the fear, but want to overcome it, if they don't, if that just goes back, then they, they shouldn't be in a customer facing role. And customer facing is customer interactive, meaning on the phones, you know, uh, you know, email or literally customer facing. But if they want to, then it's just, uh, you know, teaching them about how to be curious and how to learn about other people. Going back to my, uh, you know, early days. Um, you know, I, I did so many things wrong and, and maybe a lot of people do, but, you know, 30 years ago, I only wanted to talk about what I liked. And if you didn't like the two topics I liked, I want nothing to do with you, right? Like if I had to go out to dinner with you, you know, as, as couples, I'd be, I'd be angry. I'm like, no, no, he doesn't talk baseball and he doesn't talk customer service. Right. And, and like, how ignorant is that? Right. And, and you don't learn anything new when you only talk about your topics. Now I love to find out obscure things. Oh, you like fly fishing? I've never done that. I never thought to do it, but I'll, I'll drill you about fly fishing. And in the end, you know, you're going to love me because I talked about what you wanted to talk about. I actually learned something. I mean, I go out and fly fish tomorrow, but the strangest thing is it always comes back in the strangest way. Like in, in, in three weeks, Later, I could be in a CEO's office, a client, and he has pictures of fly fishing. And because we had that conversation a couple of weeks ago, I could say something intelligent that gets him talking and benefits me, right? And that's not why you do things, but it's just, you know, the, the insatiable curiosity and, you know, and, and, and being a great talk, you know, uh, uh, conversation is about listening. So fear of interacting, you actually don't have to do a lot of talking. You, you get them to talk about it.
What are your favorite or best tools for strengthening relationships post face to face, the ongoing relationships? Is it via phone, email, books, letters, et cetera, all the above? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not one of those, I mean, I am old, but I'm not one of those old fuddy duddies that is like, you got to write a card, right? And, you know, they're all like, right, we don't write cards. I don't care how you contact someone. I don't care how you contact me. You can text me, right? You can send me a, 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 a telegram. I think just the, the, the point of reaching out to people is important. So a couple of things. First, we've been on Zoom for the past five or six years. And, and, and long before the pandemic, we weren't allowed to have a conference call um, via phone. It had to be face-to-face because via phone, I'm talking to Alex, it's a voice. There's no connection there. I, I may like his voice. I may not like his voice. But when you see someone and you see his cool glasses and he laughs at my silly jokes, and a lot of times you'll get Ford just from what's behind him, right? It could be his diploma. It could be his last vacation. And the other good thing about this Alex, is if uh, um, it's it, it's confession. If I'm on a, a phone call with you, a headset, and not seeing you, I'm not on stage. I'll start multitasking, right? I'll, my son will be ta- texting me something, and I'm like, no, I said no. And again, I'm not paying attention. I'm not engaged. But other really good things is um, the three, two, one uh, system, and you pick, you know, the same time every week, eight thirty Wednesday mornings. It takes less than ten minutes. You send out three uh, emails, uh, two texts, and maybe make one phone call. And I don't care if, if it's email, text, whatever, cards. And they, they are to people that you're, you know, you, you, you know, and, and maybe clients or past clients that you're not currently engaged with right now. And all it is, and it's a non-solicitation. Hey, Alex, saw that your alumni won a big game this past weekend. I know you got to be pumped. Um, you know, hope uh, your spring is off to a great start. And just want to let you know, you're one of the reasons why I love what I do. Like, that's it. A non-soliciting, you know, thing, or, hey, Alex, I, I, you know, I, I read a great article. Uh, I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, blah, blah, blah. It might be because you're running a marathon or it might be because it, it applies to the business you're in. But you're just uh, non-soliciting, keeping yourself, you know, in front of people. And then one other relationship hack that I've learned and we all know about it is, um, but I, I read it in a book, Adrian Bankert's book, Kindness is Your Superpower, but it's video texting, right? And she says, you know, video texting, you know, think before you text. And, and she says it, and it's so true. If I'm, if I'm sending you a text, um, so I sent four video texts this morning. I had uh, uh, two employees, they had a, a, an anniversary, um, like one had 25th anniversary, and then two got promoted. So usually I would say, hey, Alex, congratulations on your 25th, you know, blah, 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 blah. Since I've read this about two years ago, I turned everything into a video text. And like she said, it, 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 it surprises and delights them. It, it, it takes less time because of, you know, the autocorrect and the typing. I just say, hey, Alex, you know, congratulations, 25 years. I can't believe that you were a little kid when you started. Thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Say and you'd think I sent them a thousand dollars. Like, oh my God, I showed this to my husband. I showed this to you know everyone at work. So relationship hacks, sending quick. Yeah, I, I try to think before I text, even with my family, right? You know, could this be a quick video text? Hey, thanks for taking out the rubbish. You know, whatever that may look like. Any last you know pieces of advice or things that our community should walk away with 
knowing about relationship building and, and customer experience? You know, my, my, my favorite thing is, uh, you know, uh, two things. One, and this, I believe everyone in the world will say this, whether you're, you're on your deathbed, 95 or, 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 or 25, we are where we're at today because of the relationships we've had. And, 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 and that could be a bad thing, right? You know, we, we don't like where we're at today because of the relationships or lack of relationships we've built. But another thing is I think it's really important what goes through our mind, the first thing that gets up in the morning, um, you know, oh God, I don't want to get up or, oh God, I don't want to go to work or whatever. My back is hurting. So I have something that pops up on my phone every morning at 6 a.m. So it is the first thing I see. And it says, act as if today is the day you'll be remembered for how you treat others, right? And that's really important to me. Act as if today's the day you'll be remembered for how you treat others. And so like, that's the first thought, you know, from, from you know, my family to, you know, dr driving to, to work or the airport to whoever I'm coming in contact with. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates, or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.